Welcome. It's indisputable. Good to be with you. We have a lot of show today. Joining me in the bullpen is none other than David Grasso, a host of fellow Follow the Profit with David Grasso, labor market minority business ownership. We'll talk about things like that. Also, breaking down news of the day, we got the big homie Ben Carollo, host of Galaxy Brain, and he streams on Twitch uh, as Bleep Blomp Ben, writer, TYT contributor. All right. Top story today. Let's take you to an amusement park, Six Flags. Six Flags, a place where you're supposed to enjoy family opportunity. Here's what happened. There's a guy who works for Six Flags. He's dressed like a cowboy on stilts. He has a lasso. I know this is already sounding horrible. But it's Six Flags, right? No issue. Nothing inappropriate. Well, according to the witnesses, this particular employee of Six Flags decided to lasso a young child of color, a young female child of color, tie the rope around this kid, and then tell everyone that she is in fact on sale for $1 at Six Flags in front of her family and patrons of the amusement park. Let me take you to the state of Georgia. Uh, a young lady named Mackenzie, Mackenzie Hurt, told 11 Alive News that her children were harassed by a man in costume who was working at the park. When she spoke to 11 Alive's Joe Ripley, she held her children tight after the traumatic experience. Ms. Hurt said, she had been at the park for about an hour and a half when the family was walking toward a ride. She said they saw a man on stilts, dressed as a cowboy with a lasso in hand. Her said her son and daughter walked up to the man because they were interested in the tricks he was doing with the rope. I'm sure for kids, very fascinating stuff, right? You're at an amusement park, this guy's there for entertainment. It's amusing, you're interested, you're welcome to the guy. Here's what happened. Hurt said the man roped in the kids and made a disparaging remark about siblings getting married in Georgia. Okay, now you're starting to get weird. Um, these are children you have never met before. They don't know you, you're getting weird. I get weird vibes at this point, but it gets even deeper. He pulled the rope type, uh, tighter around my daughter and then that's when he proceeded to say he had a girl for sale for a dollar. Her says she reported the encounter to customer service. But according to the mother, the manager said that type of experience, and I quote, happened all the time, especially to black and Asian kids. To be a parent and kind of see your child helpless it's not right, that's according to the mother. The mother also said nobody should ever have to go, uh, have to go and feel so low and humiliated like that. And then treat it pretty much like trash. I wanna bring your attention to corporate insensitivity. Because yes, this is the action of one person, okay? This is what we call a bad actor. Then after it's exposed, there's a corporate responsibility. 
You know how many black people, people of color go to Six Flags? I used to go to Six Flags all the damn time, okay? Those are your patrons, those are the people you should honor in your decisions. So when this was brought to the attention of corporate, what did corporate do? According to the report, Six Flags sent 11 Alive this statement in response to the situation. We have zero tolerance for any form of racism, discrimination, or hateful behavior. The character in question, now watch how they throw them under the bus without taking responsibility. The character in question is a third party vendor and not an employee of Six Flags. You mean the third party vendor that you hired? Okay, I got it. And not an employee of Six Flags. We will conduct a thorough investigation into this matter and take appropriate action. A representative from Six Flags refused, okay? Refused to tell the local news agency which company the man worked for. They said it's a private contractor, a vendor, refused to tell them the name of the company or if he was currently working at the park, which means he probably is still employed. Or three, how the park handled the situation at all. Violation, violation, violation. This is a serious to corporate management of Six Flags, but we're going to make it serious, okay? So what has Six Flags told us? This company says you can be racially inappropriate and even sexually inappropriate with children. Remember his first joke was about a sexual encounter between a brother and a sister. So you can do that at Six Flags, no problem. Six Flags will still protect that company. You know why they're protecting the company that hired this individual who contracts with Six Flags? Because Six Flags will likely still do business with this company. And they're not telling us any information about sensitivity training or maybe an enhanced vetting process, nothing. You simply get a general statement from their website. Ben, what are your thoughts here? This is just absolutely unbelievable. And it's honestly, like it's disgusting how many people think that racism is a joke, right? They, they, they think they're being cute or funny or whatever when they do something that's just unbelievably gratuitously and disgustingly racist. Especially it speaks to the history of the violation of the bodily autonomy of black folks in America. Because do we really need to go through like the history of like how black people in America have been systemically like sexually assaulted like throughout our history? like. Like it's it's just an unbelievable sort of non-understanding that I think the public has about the real gravity of how truly like racist the United States has been throughout its history and through to today, where you see people like this trying to make a joke out of it. And the fact that Six Flags isn't doing anything about it. I mean, seriously, like I don't care that they're an employee of Six Flags and that they're at Six Flags, right? If you're running around literally lassoing children. Uh, especially without the consent of the parents, right? I feel like the criminal charges would be in order in that situation. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely unwanted physical touch at some point, right? It's up to the parents to press charges. Now, some more background in this story, Ben. The mother says she simply wants an apology. Um, no, damn that. This is why lawsuits are necessary. Lawsuits are necessary to hold corporations accountable to the behavior of individuals like this. And hopefully through what we call tort law, you can also send a clear message to others. Now, if this would have been one incident, right? One incident, 
it won't make my show. It would not have been on Indisputable. But there are multiple incidents behind this one incident. There are multiple complaints against Six Flags for racial insensitivity. And the way Six Flags as a corporation decided to handle this by not handling it is the reason why we're bringing it to the attention of the masses. It takes everybody working together in a progressive manner in order to root out not only systemic bias, but also systemic racism in this country. Now, that's microaggression. Let me take you to macroaggression. It's international, in the UK. Black man, not breaking the law, but still, this happens to him. Here it is. Okay, that white van, those are the police unmarked. They roll up on this black male. He has his hands up. They smash his window, they drag him through the glass, and they do injure him, cut him in this process. I mean, it seems like overkill, right? A van full of cops pulling up on a black male suspect in the car. You would imagine they must have some information here. He must have done something wrong, right? Let me take you to the UK, innocent black man says, the police used excessive force and he was completely innocent. Let's put up a picture of Colum Lothar, there he is, okay? So here's the background, Mr. Lothar was driving home from a local McDonald's and wearing pajamas when he encountered the police. Officers jumped out of an unmarked vehicle, the footage shows it, smashed the windows of his car. Out of fear, Lothar put his hands up, thank God. May have been shot dead if he didn't. I put my hands in the air because I did not want to get shot, I was scared. But officers dragged him out of the passenger side windows, which caused numerous cuts and gashes on his hands, arms and feet. He was cut up pretty bad. He was then pinned against the grass on the ground with an officer's knee in his back. It gets deeper. Lothar said he was left bleeding in the back of the police car for three hours, three whole hours. He requested medical attention, but his request was denied as officers explained. Intelligence indicated that he had a firearm and said they had two warrants to search his home. Officers searched his home, they found nothing. Police then told Lothar, "Oh, you're free to go. We beat you up, we've destroyed your vehicle. You're in a bloody puddle in the back of a police car. But you know what, you could go now, you're free to go at this point. Lothar was taken to the hospital by officers where his hand was stitched and he was given a tetanus shot. His car was left hundreds of dollars in damage. And is at least not working right now. And his phone was also damaged after the officers threw it to the ground. He did nothing wrong. He did absolutely nothing wrong. Let me tell you why this is interesting because a lot of people think that racism, and I know many of you don't, but there are some who do. They believe racism is just really, really potent in America and nowhere else. 
Well, there was no justification for this to happen in the UK. Uh, this was a black male inside of a vehicle. They had the wrong guy, they had the wrong man. They investigated him, they went to his home, they were hoping to find something. I mean, that would have really justified the big mess up of destroying his vehicle and trying to destroy him in the process. But they found nothing at his home, they found nothing in his car, they found nothing on his body. And then they don't even arrest him at all for anything, not even obstruction, disorderly conduct. That's what the American police would have done. All right, Ben, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do. They get this misconception that this idea that, like, oh, you know, in like Europe or in Canada and stuff, that they're somehow magically less racist there. But, you know, people forget, right? Like, the racist history of the United States literally started with the colonization of the United States, right? Canada has treated indigenous folks just as badly as the United States has. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and ultimately, like, yeah, there's a lot of anti-blackness in the UK, and you see that in their policing. Now, they're not as policed as the United States is, but you know, I bet if you looked into their numbers, you'd find very similarly disproportionate rates of incarceration and uh, and violence from police officers towards black people in the UK. Yeah, yeah, well said. Let me take you to another incident, New Hampshire. Uh, There's a woman charged with threatening a nine-year-old black kid. Did you hear me? A nine-year-old black kid. She called this kid the N-word and also threatened to stump on his neck. A nine-year-old black kid, a child. Uh, This woman is facing a civil rights complaint after authorities said she threatened this nine-year-old child. I'm calling him the N-word and saying that she would kneel on his neck. The Attorney General, all right, the New Hampshire Attorney General is now involved. John M. Formella announced that his office had filed an enforcement action against Christina Graper, 20, 51, excuse me, 51 years of age of Dover for violating the state's civil rights act. The complaint filed Thursday in the Stratford County Superior Court claims that Ms. Graper threatened the nine-year-old boy referred to as DH in court documents. According to the filing, this kid and Graper's son were playing in a neighborhood park on May 10th when Graper's child pushed DH and caused him to break a foam missile or foam bullet. If you have a child, you know exactly what that is. That belonged to Graper's child. Graper's child then ran home and told his mother what happened. Okay, kids are playing and something breaks. It's a damn toy, all right? It happens, they're supposed to break. They're not built to last. It gets deeper. Afraid DH ran away. Um, but the, the but the defendant was able to catch up to him. The complaint states, the defendant, grown ass woman, 51 years of age, threatened the nine year old DH that she would kneel on his neck. A bystander identified as AP heard Graper threaten this kid and attempted to intervene, telling Graper that her behavior was, and I quote, Unnecessary. Graper allegedly responded by yelling at AP as DH continued to return home. Remember, the kid is running away from this deranged 51-year-old mother. 
He allegedly heard Graper scream the word, the N word at him as he's running away. The defendant denied telling DH that she would kneel on his neck and instead she recalled stating words to the effect, you wonder why you guys get effing kneeled on. You guys, wait a minute, so let's come back to me. Let's take her account at face value, which by the way, I believe the nine year old, not her. But let's just say it happened the way she says. You guys get kneeled on, nine year old children. This is why they get killed according to this woman. Okay, it continues. Um, she also denied calling DH the N word, but later stated it was because they do not know how to shut their N word potholes. I mean, she later admitted. So she's saying, um, I didn't call him the N word, um, I said N word pothole. That makes a difference. That's different than just the N word. She said this. Uh, the state is seeking judgment of $5,000 from Graper uh, and a temporary restraining order prohibiting her from further civil rights violations um, up to three years. I am glad the Civil Rights Division of New Hampshire has gotten involved. Typically, every state has some civil rights statute. It is rarely utilized, it is rarely prosecuted, it is rarely implemented because these are civil penalties typically. Uh, ben, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, anytime that there's any type of public outcry about a particular instance of violence, right, against black Americans, you have right wingers and these reactionaries literally use that as a massive like public trauma to point to, to threaten people with. Cuz that's literally what it is. It's a reference to somebody, like she's talking about somebody that was murdered and using that to threaten your a, a literal child. And it's just, it's just a really horrific reality that exists in the United States today that it's kind of, it's shocking to see, but not surprising. Yeah, very sad. And once again, systemic racism, um, cultural bias, looking at a nine year old child as a grown man somehow saying this is why you guys get kneeled on. This is a baby, this is a baby, all right? Okay, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, we got a lot of show left. I want to remind everyone that today is the last day to vote. I would love to have your vote, okay? Today is the last day to vote in the best of series for Atlanta Magazine. This show has been nominated best TV anchor 2021. We'd love to have your participation. It's real simple, go to tyt.com forward slash Rashad, tyt.com forward slash R-A-S-H-A-D. Type in my name, Rashad Ritchie. As a matter of fact, when you start typing in my name, um, indisputable, Dr. Rashad Ritchie, indisputable may pop up. If it doesn't, just go ahead and type the name in fully and vote. Or if it auto populates, click that auto population, okay? Uh, this is it, and I think it ends at 12 midnight tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I appreciate you in advance again. Also, the conversation, don't forget 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. 2.30 PM Pacific time, tyt.com forward slash live. And you can always go to the YouTube page, get all of those amazing interviews and also debates. There are some interviews that just transformed into massive debates. It's quite amazing to watch, all right? YouTube.com forward slash tyt conversation.
All right, let's get to some of these amazing comments. TYT member, uh, Mickey see the silver hair dragon. Uh, bad enough roping her like a steer, uh, but to say he was selling her like a slave. How stupid and or uncaring can one person be? Just really ridiculous. I mean, come on. And I don't understand why these companies keep saying, we do not tolerate racism and we're looking into the matter. If I was the CEO of any company, I'm not telling you what I'm fixing to do. I am telling you what I have done, okay? That's my statement. It doesn't take long to figure this out. All of the patrons agreed to the story. Everybody said this is what happened. Okay, Craig Cray Souffle, man, if this would have happened to kids at Disney World, Disneyland, my Lord, would the lawsuit be gigantic and mega news, except on ABC. <laughs> That's right. All right, Potion Seller. Been voting for you daily, Rashad. Hope you win. Well, bless your heart, Potion Seller. And if we do, we'll, we'll be because of people like you. Thank you. YouTube Super Chat, Jim Adelberg, six Confederate flags. That you're actually close, by the way. There's a whole background to the flags. Uh, Mike V, uh, NH is listed as a sundown town for black folks. Uh, King T, hope you had a blessed weekend, Doc. Keep holding it down, brother, so we can do better for the future generations. And that's the idea. That's the idea. And thank you for that. Um, thank you, Trudy, for the super chat. Um, Rose Rosie, when dude said the incest stuff, I would have gathered my children and left. I know that. I mean, just serious, weird vibes, right? Extremely inappropriate. Um, Courtney, thank you. Resubscribe for their 11th month. Nas. Costademus, resubscribe for the ninth month saying, fire the employee, press charges, fire the vendor, retrain everyone. Boom, it's actually not complicated, is it? Uh, bits, Tree Mu Batiki, 300 bits, thank you. Um, Cherry Berry, why does all this stuff happen in Georgia? I have to live here and I'm so tired of this nonsense, I know man. Um, FM, uh, you just want an apology from a corporation. The apology is what opens them up to a lawsuit. So you aren't getting that. I know, I know. You know, and here's the thing: some people will walk away just with an apology and never sue. That's not holding them accountable. Okay. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're your friend. Back off! I'm going to tell an African American man to threaten my life. You're holding up the line there, Karen. Shut the up, you bitch. Record me all you want to. You've got spit on you. Oh, no, Karen. Is that saliva out your mouth there, Karen? I'm automatically a Karen because I walked up the No, Karen, you're holding up the line. I need my chicken and my McNuggets. Get out the line there, Karen. I'm gonna need my McChicken, my fries, and my drink. Get out the way there, Karen. Shut up, you fat bitch. Oh, stop that, Karen. I need my food to get more fatter, Karen. Watch out the way there, Karen. No, Karen, you're holding up the line there, Karen. Yeah, get out of here now, Karen. Thank you very much there for it on. Forward, forward on with those gun fingers there, Karen. 
All right, Karen. This is a different kind of anti-Karen, but his strategy seems to be effective. We need all strategies on our side here. So this particular Karen, here's how the story goes. Um, she was walking up to the drive through window in order to make a complaint about her food. So she decided to stop the line because obviously she can break in the line as long as she's walking. Once again, another element of Karenicity. We're starting a book. So this was perfectly fine. And the guy who's being inconvenienced by the Karen decides to basically troll her in real life. And what does it do? Well, it's actually quite effective. She did end up walking away while at the same time exposing her level of Karenicity. <laughs> ben, I really was trying to keep a straight face, man, but damn, that was hella funny how that guy. It's almost like he planned this and was waiting on the right opportunity to do it. Yeah, yeah, he had this in his mind, like he was ready. He's like, I've got my camera ready. I'm like, anytime I go in a drive through, I just keep it right there just to, to be ready to film. No, truly an American hero, like honestly, right. uh, absolute legend, absolute legend. And we're all gonna have to remember this strategy, it's very important. And I really can't get over the fact though, like focusing on the, the Karen in question here. Like what would compel somebody to get out of the car in a drive-thru, right? Like stand, like sitting down yelling isn't enough, you gotta get out of your car. And um, it just like, look, public service announcement, okay. Retail or like retail workers and fast food workers, they probably work harder than you. They definitely work harder than me, okay? Yeah. So give them a break, please, for the love of God. The, the hardest job I had in my life, I used to wait tables as a teenager. I worked at Pizza Hut. Applebee's, Ruby Tuesday. The hardest job I had, it was called a full service Pizza Hut. And they don't really have those anymore, but it was one of those restaurants back then where they served beer, wine, salad bar, all kind of different items. And it was a sit down restaurant, right? Sun up to sundown because I was trying to work everybody's shift. It was the hardest job I ever had, right? Very difficult. Sometimes I had off days like anybody else, but I also ran into some very nice people. Now I will say this, I never did it, I never engaged in it, but I knew some people who did. If you're mad at a restaurant and you start cursing out the people who are preparing your food. Now I know grandmama taught you better than that, because those people hold your life in their hands. You will come back with all kind of extra sauces in your food. I don't understand why Karens don't get that. All right, call corporate, use the 1 800 number, file a complaint, send an email, but don't argue with the person who's literally preparing your food. Not a good idea. All right. I got something for you, double dose. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're I feel free, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. No, hey man, I don't get why you guys are being so aggressive about this. I've asked you to stop using that, they're not allowed. 
Bro, they're, bro, they're, you're making my life difficult. Everybody that lives on this block, we can't have our windows open. Just because this house wants some leaves removed doesn't mean that you guys get a break sitting in the ordinance. I don't care. We don't care either, bro. All right. All right, so watch out who the f*** is like that, bro. Thank you, one, bro. I'm going to let you know right now. Call the cops. I don't give a f*** with you, bro. All right. All right, bro. I'm not him, and I'm not the one in charge. Who's in charge, then? Dude, are you? You're going to get in my face? All right. I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave. I'll, no, I'll leave. What's up, bro? Hey. I'm gonna leave. Hey. I'm gonna leave. What's up, bro? What you gonna do? I'm leaving, man. Right, I'm bro. getting out of your face. Face, I, I will. Because I'm not the one, bro. All right. All right. All right, bro. All right. I appreciate you. All right. We're working hard, bro. All right. You to come us, bro. All right. All right. I'm getting out. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here, man. I'm getting out of here. He did say I appreciate you. I mean, that has to be something. Okay, I do not condone violence. No violence happened in this video. Um, but I will say this, um, when you're recording, I mean, remember the Karen in this story walked up recording. And it seems as if he wasn't aware that the individuals he approached were, I don't know, working their ass off, okay? This is a code enforcement issue if you're saying that they should not be in the neighborhood with leaf blowers. Um, and I don't know any community that won't allow leaf blowers. Maybe that's an HOA policy, I don't know. Uh, but sir, to the male Karen in this video, everybody is not going to just walk away from you. Everybody's not going to understand you trying to become somebody you're not, like the police or a code enforcement agent. You're none of that. You're not even the person they're working for. Why did you approach the work crew when I'm sure you could have knocked on the door? There's a neighbor right there, probably send them a letter. Maybe even you report them to the HOA, but this is the work crew. They got hired by your neighbor. If you have an issue, take it up with your neighbor. Instead, you took it up with the right one. Okay, Ben, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like, look. If you don't like the way your neighbors taking care of their leaves, I think it costs like ten dollars <laughs> to go buy a rake at Walmart. Okay, like so, I'm just saying. Right. Plenty of work to go around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, how hard it is to call your neighbor? Like, hey, Bob, can you not do it on Sundays? Because I, you know, or like, you know, at four p.m., my kid's down for a nap. Whatever. Like, okay, sure, buddy. Right. Like, they can try and like schedule, but that's not gonna happen unless you have a conversation with them. Not some random worker who's just trying to do their job, you know, and uh, like it's that simple. Yeah, and listen, landscaping uh, is very difficult. I've done some of that work in my past as well, man. And I worked with the uncle of mine, uh, and especially when the weather conditions aren't, you know, mild and very comfortable. Uh, but here's the thing, and and you brought it out as well. You have a neighbor. The neighbor is the one who hired them. But instead, he approaches the work crew as if they work for him or as if he has some level of enforcement authority. He, he has none, none at all. But you have to imagine that there's a reason why he decided to approach an entire work crew of color rather than approaching the homeowner or making a substantiated complaint through the proper channels. And remember, he came there recording. He wanted to make a scene. I know a scene was made the other way around, 
But he's the guy who brought the camera. He wanted to show all of his friends, his neighbor and whoever else, watch, look what I did, look what I said. Look, look, look at what I was able to do. No, 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 look how they made you look really silly in the process of trying to confront an entire work crew about a matter that could have been handled appropriately in another way. That's all I'm saying, all right? We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of comments, let's get to it. I appreciate the engagement. Uh, Mickey C, the silver haired dragon. Uh, am I evil for laughing my F and A off at, the, at that Karen being called out by the man behind her? No, not at all. <laughs> okay, uh, Dana Manning, yay, the Ben laugh. Ben was laughing, yes. Electric miscellanea. The dashboard on the car, that guy who's calling out the Karen at the drive-up window says, warning, approaching object. What we really need is a car that warns the driver, warning, approaching Karen. <laughs> YouTube super chat. Um, uh, JTBJ, she asked for a bad day, give it to her, LOL. Freedom fighter, this dude is hysterical. He called her out with the quickness, it was funny. Uh, directive, you're not allowed to use the drive through on foot. I mean, now you need to have signs, I guess, right? Um, Danger Mouse, thank you, resubscribe, tier one for seven months. Uh, the amazing Andrew gifted five tier one subs. Um, I re has resubscribed at tier one, saying Rashad, I'm a big supporter, have been voting. All right. You ever seen a grown man, a grown man? have a breakdown after committing a criminal offense. So according to the narrative, there's a place called Hennessy's at Dana Point, Orange County, okay? This individual, based on the witnesses, he decided to grope another member of the wait staff. Well, they kicked him out, as they should. Here's what happened. That's arrested, Call him. you Go! Go! Who the f do you think you are? Who the f do you think you are? Who the f? You! I need cops here right now! Give me a cop! Give me f cops here at Hennessy! Please, right now! I'm not touching him. So we're having a good day? Dana Point! This guy just made me look private, man. I'm so done. Just please give me a. Just please give me a copy. Where's my card? You threw it out of your hand. Give me my card. You grab it. I'm not touching. Go! Grab it. Grab your card. What, man? Grab your card. You just. You're weirdo. You're the one who grabbed the chick's ass. You grabbed the chick's ass, not him. So whose ass did I grab? The server. Who's that? So pick up your Bring card. Bring out here, man. Pick up the card. Pick up the card. Now, obviously, this is a serious situation. Sexual assault is a serious crime and should not be tolerated. The restaurant did the right thing by kicking out this guy showing extreme levels of Karenicity at Hennessy's in Dana Point, Orange County. Okay? That's what happened. Now, remember, he gets kicked out. 
He could have just left. But instead of leaving, he decided to exercise his what he thought was privilege and call 911. What do you call a 911 for? You're the only person who committed a crime. So he calls 911 and in his rage, he throws down his own credit card after first leaving it inside of the restaurant. They were still nice enough to bring him his credit card. He threw it on the ground and then demanded that they pick it up. There's a significant level of audacity here. Um, let me give you some real facts about the harassment experienced by those who work in the restaurant industry. More sexual claims in the United States are filed in the restaurant industry than any other industry. Where as many as 90% of women and 70% of men reportedly experience some form of sexual harassment in these industries. Restaurant culture still praises the customer as always right. Qualitative studies show that service employees face harassment and mistreatment from customers on a daily basis, but often refrain from complaining or reporting these incidents. When they do, management tends to ignore them or change servers instead of confronting the customer. Well, in this case, they confronted the guy. And I'm just speculating, but before he got to the point where he grabbed the butt of another woman, before he got to that point, it probably escalated until that happened. It is a sad culture. If we're talking about protecting those in service industries, those in restaurants who are working hard, we also have to make sure that we are for protecting them by eradicating the culture that makes them uncomfortable and subject to criminal assault. Sexual assault, sexual touching, unwanted touching is assault. I don't care what context it happens in, if it's unwanted, it is assault. Ben, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, your your point about the culture is very, very correct. And there's actually a very specific cultural history of the United States, which is why he thought that calling the police would be the smart move for him. And he thought the police would be on his side. It's because the reason why there's so many like jobs out there that are tipped work. A lot of the, any job basically where you have workers that are tipped. Um, Historically is something that has been done by people of color for the most part. That's one of the reasons why they have a sub minimum wage because we live in an incredibly racist system. Right. And so he thinks he can call the cops because he's like, what do you mean I can't treat a waitress as some sort of object? He's upset by that because the culture that we have in the United States very much has supported that notion. And honestly, a lot of restaurants wouldn't have kicked him out. To be very honest, a lot of restaurants, the management team basically has the same sort of you know dehumanizing view of of their tipped workers, right? Of of their their waiters and waitresses. And so, kudos to that restaurant for actually being willing to kick this person out because I know a lot of restaurants wouldn't. You know, you make some great points, brother. I remember a few years ago when the Me Too movement was at its height, right? And naturally. I've always been an individual who promotes the culture of transparency, the culture of protection, especially those who are generally harassed. So we knew this was problematic. We knew that women in particular were being harassed by powerful men, sometimes men that had no power. It was happening at the workplace routinely. Here's what I didn't know out of my own ignorance. I didn't know that it happens to most women. I didn't know that until I had a conversation um, with 
the women in my life, with my aunt, with my mother, my adoptive mom, with my friends, right? I had those conversations with them and I remember intentionally looking at a documentary and then calling every single one of them because I wanted to know had they experienced this before. Brother, when I tell you that 100% of them said the same thing, not one exception, not one exception. Here I am trying to be an advocate as best as I can. And there's this blind spot in my life. I did not realize this was happening to virtually every single woman who has ever held any job or even those that did not hold a job, but they worked around men. Um, it's a culture that must be corrected. We have to challenge it, and many times we have to bring it to the court of public opinion. Okay, I said this would happen. You see, Trump is a cult leader, okay? He's a cult leader, and he has a group of individuals in this country, and even a few outside of the country, who are willing to do whatever he says. But he also wants real political power, again. He doesn't want just a following. He wants all of it. Now what they're going to do, I want you to see the strategy politically. They're going to use a martyr. Watch how they do this. There's a commercial basically that Donald Trump has made. It's a personalized video, but it's really a commercial. His audience is not the family of Ashley Babbitt. That's not his audience. He says that's his audience, but his audience really are right wingers, okay? Let me show you the video, then I'll give you some background. Here it is. Ashley Babbitt, a true. It is my great honor to address each of you gathered today to cherish the memory of Ashley Babbitt, a truly incredible person. To Ashley's family and friends, please know that her memory will live on in our hearts for all time. She defended our nation overseas, including in Iraq, to fight in the war on terror. On that horrible day of January 6th, Ashley arrived at the United States Capitol. She was shot and tragically killed. Today would have been her birthday. Happy birthday, Ashley. Happy birthday. We're looking at you and you're looking down on your family and on us. Together we grieve her terrible loss. There was no reason Ashley should have lost her life that day. We must all demand justice for Ashley and her family. So on this solemn occasion, as we celebrate her life, we renew our call for a fair and nonpartisan investigation into the death of Ashley Babbitt. I offer my unwavering support to Ashley's family. Like all Americans, you deserve a fair process, you deserve answers, and you deserve justice. Thank you for being here. God bless you, God bless Ashley's incredible memory, and God bless America. While unfortunate that a person lost their life, it is worth mentioning what former President Trump did not is the fact she was involved in a terrorist attack. And she was killed because she was trying to breach a secured area. This is settled. Now they are rewriting history. They are rewriting the narrative because they 
have to talk about a person due to the fact they have no policy. So they're going to make this a personality agenda, a person centric agenda and not a policy agenda because they have no answers. They have no remedy. They cannot fix what they have broken. Ben, what are your thoughts? I mean, honestly, this is terrifying, right? These right wingers are literally willing to make a martyr out of somebody who is literally attempting a coup. And if Donald Trump wants to blame anybody for the death of Ashley Babbitt, to be honest, he has no one to blame but himself for instigating this sort of distrust in in the election, this sort of extreme reaction to the simple fact that Republicans are deeply unpopular and they lose elections. And even when they win elections, they tend to lose the popular vote and they can't handle that reality. And then you have Trump coming in instigating them into distrusting our entire system. And it's, it is legitimately terrifying because unfortunately it does seem like Trump and his tactics and his words are gonna put more fuel on the fire. Yeah, watch how all of the cronies, they will take his direction and this will become the new narrative. This will become the new messaging campaign, everything. All of this will start to happen and it will happen pretty quickly. Very sad, the reason why Ashley Babbitt is dead is because Donald Trump was president. That's why she's dead. Okay, anti-masker, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, anti-masker gets in the face of a young kid at a cell phone store. Here's the video. You need a mask now. No, I don't need a mask. No, I don't need a mask. I have a medical condition that prevents me from wearing a mask. I have a doctor's note that says I have a medical condition. I don't have to provide it to you. The law says that people with disabilities are protected. By the law, you do not have to reveal what your disability is. She's talking hogwash. Um, stores have the right uh, under both statute and settled case law, common law, uh, to enforce basic policies, no shoes, no shirt, uh, no mask, no service. Well, this store has decided to exercise their policy rights uh, and then this happens. Well, here's the thing, it's not happening in a silo, it's happening all across America. Where you have common sense business owners who are exercising a policy right they have had forever. And now these anti-maskers are treating employees this way. And some are even committing acts of crime, destruction of property, physical assault. And Ben, this damn near got to a physical assault situation with the woman being in this young man's face like this. Once again, all stems from the political rhetoric created by the former administration. Yeah, it's just, I mean, like tying into the last story that we just did, it's really terrifying because, I mean, there were a bunch of anti maskers that stormed like a school board meeting, and literally a couple of schools went on lockdown because anti maskers were, were storming in. And it's, it's terrifying. It's the part like, like literally, we have people who are running around calling themselves like, oh, patriot, oh, yeah, I love America, freedom. And the schools are literally going into lockdown because of what they're doing. And it's, it's, it is very terrifying to say the least. Yeah, Ben, always a pleasure having you on the show, giving your insight. Tell people how they can check you out, follow you. Yeah, the easiest way is on Twitter, just at Benjamin Carollo, where you can stay up to date with pretty much everything that I'm doing. 
Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, brother. Thank you. All right. Conversation, don't forget, all right? Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable. Welcome to Indisputable, I'm your host, Dr. Rashad Richard. We got a lot happening today, but what do we do on this show? We tell the truth, you know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable. Rashad, great to be here, congratulations on the new show. And I gotta let everybody know that Rashad and I go way back. Here's the pattern that we see in all of these Karen stories. They think they own stuff they do not own. Now, where does that come from? I don't know, maybe slavery. Maybe they think they should still own black people. This is what happens when Karens weaponize the police. When you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will, treating you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are. A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. You know who created redlining in this country? Mm -hmm. It was a white liberal. I don't, I don't give a damn who created it. If it's a racist policy, racist policy, Shelley, here's what I don't know. I don't know. See, there you go filibustering, brother. You're scared of this truth, but you're gonna get it though.